Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Okay, so we are all in this morning. And you know, when I was thinking, even just this morning, I thought, wow, this, this morning, this is a bit of a all aboard morning. Every hand on deck. We all need to be involved this morning. And I hope that's okay with you because I'm going to need a lot of help this morning. So uh, we're all in this together. We all can be involved. There's going to be some things to listen to, some things to uh, say and speak, some things to write and colour and draw, maybe. I really hope we get there. And um, so it's great to be together and I'm really excited. Now, you all know, I'm sure, that we have been looking at faith, hope and love. Does anyone remember Will Lyon coming a few weeks ago and talking about stories of faith, hope and love? Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear all the children and Benj were here, and maybe some of the rest of us were here too. Stories of faith, hope and love, and we're going to take one of those stories and look, about, look at it a little bit more this morning, okay? So could I have the next slide, please, Ollie, thank you. Anyone know what they think the story might be this morning from that slide? One of the stories that Will told us, Iona. David and Goliath. David and Goliath. Give that girl a prize. Well done. Thank you. I haven't got prizes this morning, actually, but I'm really... <laughs> if I had one, I'd give it to you. Yes. Um, Jonah and the Whale. Jonah and the Whale was the other story. Okay, let's keep going. And what was the third story you talked about? Daniel and the Lion. <laughs> Great memories. Great memories. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, David and Goliath. Now, can anyone remember the story? Anyone? This is an all-age meeting, so this means that even adults can answer the questions, just to say that at the beginning. But can anyone tell me, shortly, maybe a bit of the story of David and Goliath? What happened? Anyone, anyone remember anything? Okay. You do, okay. Not really. What bit do you think you know? When David uses... Um, Five smooth stones to shoot Goliath in the head. Great, thank you. There was a boy called David, yes, and David was quite young, and uh, Goliath was a big giant, and he was the enemy. Now we had these cards. Next slide, Ollie, thank you. Do you remember these? Top Trumps. Anyone here play Top Trumps before? Yeah, we know what we're about. And Will had these top trump cards of David and Goliath. So we said that Goliath was part of the Philistines. Now, they were the enemies of Israel. And they were on Israel's land, and they shouldn't have been. It was Israel's land. More than that, it was God's land, and God had promised it to Israel. But the Philistines had come into Israel's land and were threatening them. And uh, so that was, Goliath was one of them. He was enormous. He was really, really big. And uh, he was really good at battles and wars and things like that. Done it for a long time. He had lots of good armour. And his special move was to scare people. David, what was David like? David was part of the Israelites. So he was on his own land. We're told that he was young. We don't know how tall he was. So I guess he was average. And um, he was a shepherd. He looked after sheep. Not sure that's great training for battle, but anyway, that's what he did. He had five stones in a sling. You are absolutely right. Living great. And his special move was, can anyone remember or read? Um, throwing the stones at the giant. 
He did throw the stones at the giant and he won. Really good. Thank you, Aurora. And something extra special he had too was he had God. God. Absolutely. He had faith in God. That was his special move. So next slide, Ollie. Thank you. So what is faith? Can anyone remember, including the adults? I know you're all here and you can hear me, right? Including the adults. You might even remember what Roger said last week at Memento. What is faith? Anyone got a clue? What you hear. What you hear, yeah. Anyone want to elaborate on that a little bit? Well, how about this? Let's go to the next slide. Roger said, faith is, when we talk about Christian faith, faith is to be 100% convinced of what God says. That's why I put strong arm emoji up there. I am 100% convinced of what God says. It means that I am 100% that God is who he says he is, that he can do what he says he can do. And when I'm convinced of that, it means that I am who God says I am and I can do what God says I can do. Yeah, we got that. So I want us to think a little bit more about the faith that David had. Okay, so we've set the scene. We know about Philistines, we know about Goliath, we know about David. And there's another person in the story called King Saul. Now, this is King King Saul's top trump card. He was Israel's king. Whoa, he was the man, right? He was in charge. The Bible says he was tall and he was impressive. In fact, he says, it says, there was no one more impressive in all of Israel than Saul. Wow, what a guy. Experience, it tells us in the Bible that he was brave and he was good at doing battles. He was a good warrior. The right kind of king that you need if you've got the Philistines on your land, right? Yeah, sure. And he had the best armour. He had some great armour. That's King Saul. Oh, I wonder what his special move is. Maybe he's really good, the best fighter ever. Maybe he's got some special moves that no one else knows because he's king. Well, the Bible says this in 1 Samuel 17. It's talking about what Goliath said when he came out to fight the Israelites. And Goliath said this, I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man so we can fight each other. When Saul and all Israel heard these words, they lost their courage and they were terrified. Next slide, please. They lost their courage. They were terrified. King Saul's non-special move was fear. He looked the part. He was king and in charge. He was tall and impressive. He had the right gear. He had all the skills, but he was afraid because he listened to the enemy. And because he did that, even though he was king, he couldn't rescue or help Israel at all. Now, that's not a good place to be in, is it, if you're in Israel? Right. So what happens next? Well, 
Next, let's have a look at David because David comes into the situation and we're going to read some verses. So I'd like um, a couple of volunteers to read from the slides. Uh, it can be anyone. You don't have to be sitting on the front row, but can I just have three people? There are going to be three slides to read them out to us from there. Who'd like to have a go at reading? Becky, thank you. Steve, thank you. Third person. Ah, Pia, great. Okay, Becky, do you want to stand up in a loud voice, read that scripture for us? Great. David said, don't be discouraged. I'm going to go and fight him. Excellent. Next slide. What happened next? Steve. You might need to come a bit closer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Only got the long one. <laughs> you can't go fight the Philistine. You're just a youth. And he's been a warrior since he was young. Okay, Yeah. <clears throat> I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I'll go after him with a club and rescue the lamb from his mouth. If the animal turns on me, I'll catch it by the jaw and club it to death. <laughs> I've done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too. But he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. Great, thank you. And the next slide, Pia. Then Saul had his own military clothes put on David. He put a bronze helmet on David's head and had him put on armor. David strapped the sword over the military clothes and tried to walk, but he was not used to them. I can't walk in these, David said to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off. Oh, gosh. So David says, I can fight. Saul says, no, you can't. David says, well, God's helped me before and he's going to help me again. And then Saul tries to put all his armour on David because he looks at David and says, boy, you've got nothing going for you. <laughs> and uh, David says, okay, you can put it on, but this is useless. I can't do anything in this. I'm just not used to it. It's not my, it's not my arm. It's not what I have to fight the Philistine. He takes it off. So uh, next slide. If King Saul had been writing David's top trump card, basically it went something like this. Home team, it says in the Bible that Saul had to ask someone who's David and where is he from. Didn't know him. You're an unknown David, effectively what Saul was saying. What about David's stature? Saul said to David, you're too young. You're just a youth. What else did Saul say about David? You can't do it. You're not a warrior. You've been a shepherd boy, not a warrior. What about the weapons that Saul thought David had? He looked at him and said, there's nothing there. You haven't got any weapons. Why don't you put mine on? That's why Saul did that. Uh, admittedly, Saul knew that David was a decent harp player. We read about that in the previous chapter. He could play a harp. But playing a harp isn't a great deal of help against a Philistine warrior. That's what essentially Saul was saying. You're too young. You don't know what you're doing. You've got nothing to help you. Nothing going for you. You can't do this. Imagine how David felt. I wonder if he started to think, well, maybe I can't. If the king thinks this of me, what can I do? 
But David didn't say that, did he? Because we read it a few moments ago. He said, the Lord who rescued me from the claw of the lion and the claw of the bear will rescue me from the Philistine, from Goliath. You see, King Saul had listened to the enemy and became afraid and powerless. But David didn't do that. David listened to God and what God had said about him, and it made him powerful. Can we look at the next slide, please? I wonder if anyone knows this verse. I haven't put all the words up just to test you, but I reckon there are a few of us who know this verse, which is, comes by, and by the... Now, can anyone fill in the words for me? Who thinks they might know what this verse from the Bible is? Could be strength. Could be faith. I'll go with faith. Yeah. Okay. Faith comes by listening. Hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. We got there. Great. What a great verse. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what the Bible says. David had faith. Because he had heard God, he had heard God's word from the Bible. He knew what God had said. David was 100% convinced of who God was and what he had said, and therefore of who David was and what David could do. And there is a lot of backstory to that, that perhaps I won't go into all the details. But God had always promised to his people, I'm going to take you into the promised land, which is where David was. And he said, I'm going to put all your enemies out of the land so you can live there. He had said to his people before, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. I will go with you. He had made lots and lots of promises to God's uh, people. Just listen to this one that he said to Joshua before they went into the land. And it's interesting this because it was Moses prophesying to Joshua. It was the word of the Lord. And he said, be strong and courageous, for you will go with this people into the land and you will enable them to take possession of it. The Lord is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave or abandon you. Do not be afraid. And later in the book of Joshua, it says, God did everything he said he did. Every promise he fulfilled and the people were in the land. David would have heard all of those stories of what God had done because they spoke to them, to their children, and then their children, and their children, they all knew. David had heard. There's something else really important that David had heard because in 1 Samuel 16, the chapter before this story with Goliath happens, David was chosen to be king instead of Saul when Saul was no longer king. And what happened was God said, I have chosen David, he's the one. And David was there. David was there when Samuel the prophet came and God said, I've chosen David, he's the one to be king. And they put oil on him. He would have felt that. And then the Bible says that the Holy Spirit of God came upon David powerfully from that day on. David knew he was chosen by God. He knew that he was appointed to be a king, which meant to be a ruler and a rescuer for Israel. 
and he knew that God was with him because he had put his spirit in him. How different that is to what Saul said, that he was too young, no good, nothing going from him. God said of David, I've chosen you. I've put my spirit in you. You have everything you need to be king and to do what I want you to do. So let's have a look at the next slide. Because if David had a top trump card, this is what it would look like. Imagine David filling in his own top trump card because of what God had said to him, yeah? I like this. What's your home team, David? Where are you from? I'm on God's side and God is on my side. What's your stature, David? What are you like? God has chosen me. God has chosen me. What's your experience, David? Well, the God who rescued me before, he's going to do it again. I know, because he's done it again. What are your weapons? Well, there's a really interesting verse. When David comes up to Goliath to fight him, he comes up with his five stones, like he said, and the sling. But David says to Goliath, you come against me with a sword, a spear and a javelin. That's what Goliath had. But I come against you. He didn't actually say with a sling. He said, I come against you in the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord. See, Saul looked at David and didn't see any weapons at all. Saw nothing. The Philistine, Goliath, looked at David and thought, well... Look at those five little stones. They're not much good. But David said, now I come against you in the name of the Lord. What did he mean by that? How can a name help David? I'm sure there are lots of answers to that question. But the one I want us to think about is when David said, I come with the name of the Lord, he basically was saying, I come with everything God is, everything God says, and I believe it. David was 100% convinced of what God said and that was what he brought into the battle he knew he was chosen filled with the spirit appointed he knew God promised to deliver them from um, their enemies there's a, a great verse in Ephesians 6 that we'll look at next Ephesians 6 verse 16 and it says this in every situation wherever you are whoever you're with whatever's going on in every situation Take up the shield of faith. Now, who knows what a shield is? Uh, yeah. Rena, what's a shield? Something you protect yourself with. Yeah. And um, it's a big thing, well, usually, that people going into battle would carry. They'd hold it up in front of them. It would protect them from things that were coming against them, like arrows or something like that. It would also help them to go forward because they could move forward behind it. They could keep going. They could make progress. And in Ephesians, it says, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, take up the shield of faith. That means wherever we are, we're to take with us faith. We're to take with us that we are 100% confident that God says, that that God is who he says he is, and he can do what he says he can do. And that means I am who God says I am. And I can do what God says I can do in every situation. So what's coming up for people this week? Anyone going to work this week? Great. Anyone going to school this week? Yeah, okay. Anyone going out for dinner this week? Yeah. Oh, 
Great. Anyone flying on a plane somewhere or... Yeah, okay, not me. Yeah, the Norwegian's going home. Great. Um, there are lots of situations that we're in. Some of us might have a hospital appointment or a doctor's appointment. Some of us might have an interview or an exam. Wherever we are, God says, take your faith. You're 100% confident. So I want us to get really practical about this now. Next slide, please, Ollie. Thank you, Ollie, doing a great job. We've got some faith cards that we're going to fill in this morning. So we're going to, we're going to do our own top trump cards. How cool is that? And uh, it is cool. I'm telling you it's cool. Um, so I want us, we're all going to get one of these. We're all going to get one of these. I think we've got enough. And we've got some pens and some colouring pencils. We're going to play a song about faith. And I want us to have a go. Can you hand the top ones up to the children particularly? And some adults. Um, I want to have a go at filling in our own top trump cards. So you can do it with a friend. You can go and do it with your mum or your dad or someone else that you just think might help you here. The other thing that we could do for those who are really arty is I've got some big sheets of paper and some nice fat pens. If you would like to, you could draw your own shield of faith. And you could write on your shield of faith some things about God and some things that God says about you. And I really want us to be practical with this. Because whilst you might not take a big sheet of paper into work with you this week or into school, these lovely sheets fold up. And you could put them in your school bag. You could stick them on your fridge. You could um, put them in your handbag. But I just want us to be really practical. When God says, take faith with you, there are things that can help us do that. And uh, on these sheets, you've got some verses of things that God has said about himself and about you to give you some clues of what you could write. So these are to help us. So I want us to have start these. We may not finish them. I know that. That's okay. We're going to start them, see how we get on. And then we're going to come back together at the end and just finish the meeting all together. Is that okay with everyone? So big sheets of paper here. You can spread out. You can put these on the floor. You can lean on the bench, move around. Uh, These are for adults and for children to do. If you want some big fat pens, there are some here. And if you want some other pens and pencils, they are doing the rounds. People are sharing them around. Uh, so find one and, uh, and carry on. And you can take these with you. You can do these during the week. And uh, I said they folded like into a card. You could take them home and uh, you could open them up and start to write things in the card of what God does in you and through you as you take your faith card wherever you're going this week. Now, uh, I want to ask Elias to come to the front because Elias has got something He's got a testimony to share. So you know on your card where it says, these are things God has already done for me and for others. You will hear us talk about testimonies. Yeah? And a testimony is when someone shares, someone says something that God has done for them. Now you might have got lots of things in your box already, but Elias has got something to share with us about what God has done for him. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Boldness. 
And you said all that in English, which I guess isn't your first language. That's just amazing. So thank you very much for sharing that. We're going to, um, uh, we're going to worship God together in a moment. Ban, you can come up. I hope you finish your faith cards. I'll be checking. Oh, they have good. Um, but I just want us to just make sure we know about this. You, you'll remember I said Saul listened to the wrong thing. He listened to the enemy and it made him afraid. David listened to God's word and he wasn't afraid and he was powerful. And when we take up our shield of faith and use our faith cards, they're going to help us because sometimes people say things about us that are not true. People say things about God that's not true. Sometimes we read things that are not true. And when we hold up our faith, I'm 100% convinced of who God is and what he says, of who I am and who he says I am and what he says I can do. It's like those things that are not true, they ping off, they ping off, they ping off. They don't get through into my heart and I believe them. They ping off and I don't believe. And that's really important. Some of those things even come from our own thoughts. You know, sometimes we can feel, I'm, I'm just not good enough for God to use me. I know it says that he's, he fills me with his Holy Spirit, but I don't think I'm worthy of that. I don't think God loves me because I've really messed up. Those are lies that ping off, ping off, ping off when we hold up our faith cards. So I really want to encourage us to Keep thinking about these. Look at the scriptures during the week. Talk to mum and dad about them. If you looked at the first question or the first thing that said, I belong to, and you didn't know that you belong to God, you've never got to that point where you said to him, I'm sorry for what I've done wrong that's made a big gap between me and you. I believe in Jesus, that he died to bridge that gap for me. And Jesus, I'm sorry, and I want you to be king of my life and follow you. If you've never done that, and you think, but I know I need to do that, and I want to belong to God, I want you to tell someone this morning. You can come and tell me, and we can talk about it, pray about it. That would be fab. Or you can talk to someone you came with. Anyway, just want to leave that with you. So I want us to all come back together. I want us to... Um, continuing worship we're going to sing a song called I speak the name of Jesus uh, this is about faith speaking faith declaring faith in who Jesus is over situations this is what faith is we're a hundred percent convinced of who God is who he says he is what he says he can do who he says we are and what he says we can do let's bring our worship and our praise lets faith build as we sing and worship as we sing truth. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.